Hi everyone, really hope you're enjoying the podcast. This episode is brought to you by Invisalign Clear Aligners. Do it for you and do it right. This sounds like a motto all of us goalkeepers know a lot about. I'm over halfway through my Invisalign journey and I've always been a bit self-conscious about my smile. I got a personalized treatment plan from a trusted doctor and the peace of mind knowing that Invisalign aligners are based on years of research and experience from millions of patients worldwide. But the improvements have been so much quicker than I could have imagined. I'm seeing my smile change weekly like the Premier League table. Doing it right involves choosing the world's most advanced clear aligner system. The number one doctor recommended clear aligner brand trusted by 16 million people worldwide. Do it for you. Straightening your teeth with Invisalign treatment means investing in yourself. Hand in hand or glove in glove, you get the expertise of an Invisalign provider. Now let's dive back into the podcast. Still playing at the age of 42, which is just incredible. Currently at Tramere, Joe Murphy, welcome, mate. So got asked on an away trip what sort of badges I had. <laughs> and that was it. And then, yeah, came to the end of the season and approached me about doing the dual role. I knew it was kind of a natural thing, thing to do. The games I had last year, because you know you're kind of coming to the end. You enjoy them more, especially after the game. Yeah. It was just like an emotion was coming over me. Oh, the run back to carry yeah. on though, isn't it? Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, I've got I've got the odd yellow card down that as well. <laughs> Dragging someone back. Yeah, nice. yeah. But I love Tramere. Like it's the best move I've made and it's the reason I'm still in football now. Had a bit of a disaster. Gave gave a pen away and then back for dummy from about a halfway line. These modern day young goalies, I think they're all the same. They're yeah. all they all have everything. They do. Yeah, a bit yeah. about them, don't yeah. they? Oh no. You're joking me. <laughs> Bono's oh, real name. That, shouldn't I? True Irishman would have known that. What a save from Mark Howard. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Yours Mine Away podcast with me, Mark Howard. Today, I'm absolutely buzzing to have this guest on. Uh, I've been speaking to him for a while. Still playing at the age of 42, which is just incredible. Uh, I know a lot of uh, his former teammates that have spoke really well about you. Uh, a few, few laughs going on behind the scenes, especially Owen O'Connell. Uh, currently at Tramere, Joe Murphy, welcome mate. Thanks buddy, thanks for having me. No, thank you for coming on. Like I said, I've uh, been trying to get you on for a while and now mm. it's just trying to work out the logistics of you coming into the studio, but appreciate the effort you've made. No problem, yeah, no problem. Yeah. The underground was a bit wobbly from yeah, you I said made that. it. I that made was the it. first thing you've walked in and slated the underground, <laughs> it was a bit dodgy. I know, I know, it's not, I've, I've, I think what Coventry's the furthest I've ever been yeah. south, so um, yeah, it was a bit of a wobbly one, but I'm here anyway. It's just getting back now and we're worried about true Irishman and a true English Northerner. That's it, buddy. Yeah, we don't we don't come down these parts very often. <laughs> right. Uh obviously, uh, like I said, I'm delighted to have you on and that uh especially I'm gonna to talk to you a lot about your transitional role that you're going through mm. at the moment and that. Uh like I said, at Tramir, still second choice goalie on the bench every week, but also goalie coach. Is it is it was it a natural transition or was it something that the club asked you to do and you stepped into that role? Yeah, I think I've always, looking back, when I was a young keeper, say me early teens or whatever, I always like to analyse goalies, you know what I mean? All, well, I, I don't know whether you were the same, but I always like to look at people's techniques and whatever. But um, yeah, as I got into me mid-30s, late-30s, you feel like, right, what's the next step? Um, and then, yeah, got asked the end of, near the end of, so this is my second season now doing the dual role, so got asked on an away trip what sort of badges I had. <laughs> and that was it. And I was like, what sort of a question is that? And then, yeah, came to the end of the season and approached me about doing the dual role. So I knew it was kind of a natural thing, thing to do. Um, still felt like I could contribute, but, you know, just felt 
yeah, I always wanted to give it a go. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just this is my second season into it now. So I'm enjoying it. You know, I've, I've been through all, although it's only been, what, a year, nearly two seasons. I've been through three managers now at Tranmere as well. So that's been difficult. Being on the other side of things as a player, you just yep. in and out, you train and see later, aren't you? But there's loads of different things you have to get involved. You're still part of the group with the players, but you have to find that balance. I was going to ask you about, obviously, the, the change in managers and yeah. your role. Because obviously, you when a new manager comes in, you still want to offer yourself as a first-choice goalie because mm. your mentality is like that. Yeah, it? yeah. But then you're also going, oh, and I take the goalies. Yeah. And you're like, it's a hard one to... Yeah, well, it happened last year. So... We we were there or thereabouts, and we needed a good push towards the end. And Mickey Mellon came into me and says, "I'm going to take the goalie out and put you in." And I was like, "Okay." Um, but I heard Brownie speaking about it. You know, when you've got that relationship, and then they think, "Well, hang on a minute, you've just thrown me under the bus here." But I can understand how it happens. But you just got to get your your players head on then. Yeah. You know and. I loved it. I think that the, the the games I had last year, because you know you're kind of coming to the end, you enjoy them more, especially after the game. Yeah. It was just like an emotion was coming over me. And uh, just just loved it, because you're probably a bit more relaxed as well, you know. Um, but it was it, it was difficult at the time. And then we we got rid of our keepers and then we're looking for another keeper. That was another eye-opener to the, <laughs> So I'm away, to be fair. I took advantage of last summer. I was away all the time, which I'm never usually like that, but nearly all the time but we're looking for a keeper so you're constantly on the phone or you're by the pool and you've got no network and you have to run over what about him what about him there's just names flying left right and center um so that was an eye open as well are you doing the scouting sort of stuff as well you're like they're sending you clips and asking yeah, to review it yeah yeah have a little look have a little look and, and see what they're like and and then the manager really has a say but to be fair there were still three keepers come in and I wasn't even there to see them because I was away. Listen, that that's just the way it fell. But um, yeah, it was grand. We ended up with Luke McGee, and he's been he's been different class for yep. me this year. So it's uh, you know it was a good it was a good sign. Yeah, you must have a great relationship now. Obviously, like you're saying that you've got to have that close relationship, but you've also got to distance yourself as a coach. Mm. But that's a hard thing yeah. to, uh, to to manage. But I think obviously coming towards the end of a career and mm. the later stages, you start to micromanage yourself and coach others naturally. Mm. I do it myself now at Wrexham. Like yeah. I'm naturally like if I see something, I'll say it, yeah. and I'm trying to help the others. Yeah, and I think you probably did do that transition, and now it's like you've taken that to the next step. Yeah, I've I've always done it wherever I've been, especially kind of when I went into. Coventry, what was I, Coventry, 30 to about 33. Then I went into Huddersfield for about four years. I always asked, Nick Colgan was, and I always asked, if I'm working with the young ones, do you mind if I, if I see something? And they're all for that, you yeah, know what I mean? Because course. if you're, especially if they, they think you're you're saying the right thing. Um, so I've always tried to do that. Um, and then I found relationships then, as I've become a coach, it's, it, it, people ask me, oh, what are you like as a goalie coach? I, I don't know what makes a good goalie coach. I, I really don't know the answer to that. Yeah. For me, I want my goalkeeper to be re as relaxed and as ready on a Tuesday night or a Saturday as he can be. And for me, that you've done your coaching, okay, there's little things you have to look at if there's certain situations or, you know, what, what's his position like for crosses? Is he too high? Is he, you know, they come into and you can analyse that. Yeah. But in regards to him feeling the best he can be, that's my job. It's a human element. That's my it. job, 100%. yeah. Uh, we can all kick a ball and we can all do that. Yeah. 
But for me, it's just making him feel a million dollars. Yep. And I think I've done my job there. Yeah, a goalie coach for me is the, the one that has your back the mm. most. It's mm. like, no matter what happens in a game, you're, you often have a manager or a player turns around, the first person they look at is a goalie coach going, yeah. what, what's yeah. he doing there? Yeah. And as long as you're the person that goes, this is why, mm. or he might be doing this because of this. Mm. Like that's a really good goalie coach for me, yeah. like, because you've got the goalies back. You're working for that develop, like I, that department. I think. I think the thing is as well, they haven't been through that. Yeah. You know, what I mean, they've been players or whatever, and players are defenders or whatever, midfielders, attackers. They they know each other's roles. They don't know a goalkeeping role. They don't know how hard it is. Yeah. So you know, your union or whatever, we know because we've been there. Yep. We know how hard it is. We know what it's like when you're up there. We know what it's like when you're down there. So you, you, I think you're a good judge of character and you're a good kind of base to go off, if you know what I mean. Yep. Right, I've got a couple of quick fire questions uh, before right. we get into some of your career stuff. Uh-huh. So uh, catch or parry? Catch, yep. catch, yeah, 100%. Tea or coffee? Oh, God, I'm, I'm mad into my coffee now. Yeah, not, not like all your, just like, Nescafe will do, mate. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. None of these mad machines and no, all that. Not no, a flat no. white man. No, 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 no. Just give me an Americano. No, oat, oat milk or that no, for you, none no? none of that stuff. Oh, my <laughs> God, no. Bones, you told me you'd be like that. Oh, my God, you people ordering this. And I, I, if someone, if I ask for someone, what do you want for a coffee? And they give me this flat uh, with ice cubes and all that. Nah, you're all right, buddy. Just, just get a normal. <laughs> right, class. Uh, play short or kick it long? Talking about you here. Um, not the coach. I you. wish I was a younger goalie now because yeah. I really enjoy that part of the game but I'd, I'd probably say in between yeah. because I know you have to do both you have to yeah. do both right uh, who's the best goalkeeper in the world right now um, I'll go for like an Allison. yeah yeah I'm a Liverpool fan so has to be then I think for me he wakes up in the morning doesn't even brush his hair rolls onto the pitch and just performs yeah. he doesn't look like he needs much coaching no. he need, he's just a natural talent yeah um, An absolute powerhouse yeah, as well. When he's, he's a beast and like I've been lucky enough to get to Anfield the other time watching him warm up and you're just like, wow. Yeah. You know, some of the saves he makes. I know he makes errors, but listen. We all do. They're at, they're at the top level. But yeah, I'd go, I'd, I'd go for him. I, lo- I love Edison as well. Edison's yeah. top class, isn't yeah. he? But I think he might get a bit more to do, Alisson, so you see him a little bit more. Yeah, Shot true, stopping yeah. and stuff. Right, then who's your favourite ever goalkeeper then? Um must have had one growing up. But... Not really, because I was an outfield player, wasn't I, until <laughs> I was about 12, 13. Can I ask um, you about that in a bit? Yeah, I loved, I'm a red, but I love Schmeichel. Yeah. I think he did change goalkeeping, especially when we were looking at it, like yeah. being Irish and English or whatever. I think he changed goalkeeping. Um, and I played against Casillas at a younger age. And then to see where he went on, you're like, this guy has won everything as captain. Champions League. Yeah. World Cups. The so, longevity aspect yeah, as well. Unbelievable. Because I think we're in around the same age. I'm sure we are. Because we played under underage under 16s and the 17s against Spain. Yeah. And uh, then just to kind of see him. I think he commanded in the Champions League final up in Scotland. I'm sure that was his first. I think he was 18. 18 at the time. Yeah. When Dan yeah. scored that volley. Um, and you're thinking, oh, he's coming. And then he just played for another 20 odd years for Crazy. Real Madrid. Yeah. Incredible. Right. Last question then. Uh, so last minute of a game, you can save a penalty or score a goal. I'm gonna have to score a goal. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm like, how can yeah, you not save a penalty? It's great. Everyone jumps at but score a goal because you can talk about that forever. Can't forever. You? Imagine the after dinner speeches you're I doing know, about your goal. I know. And like, <laughs> you know, who was it? Jimmy Glass or something like that. He kept the the whole club afloat. At Carlo, yeah. Yeah, like we've all done. I've got you've got an old pavilion. You had to chase back and all. 
on that or oh the run backs I carry yeah, on though, isn't it? Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, I've got I've got the odd yellow card down that as well. <laughs> Dragging someone back. Someone's yeah, nice. or something, yeah. But no, it'd have to be it'd have to be scoring a goal, yeah. Right, uh, or let's kick us off then with our usual sort of stuff. But like you're saying, you got into goalkeeping very late, uh, like 12, 13 years old. In a team. Yeah. In a team. So I have three older brothers. Yeah. So you're like... You're Backyard in, and goalie. You're, you're in goal. We had, no, where I live back in Dublin, the houses were surrounded by a big green area. So it was perfect for us, man, that out you go, just kick the ball from, you know, dust till dawn. And uh, I, I, I was the youngest, so I'm in goal, you know, diving around. But I loved diving about yeah but I was a fullback I was a left fullback and um, but the team the Sunday league I, t I played for were the best team in Ireland we had like every one of them came to England like had a not a career but you know come out come over as a YT or yeah. whatever and uh, yeah I think I was 12 and we had a tournament in I was only talking about this the other day tournament in Norwich called the Canary Cup so top teams, invite only top teams in Europe, whatever. And we were invited as well as a Sunday league team from Ireland. That's incredible. Um, and we got to the final. But it was one of these, you play seven games on one day and seven games the next day, like the you know, quarter semi-finals, all within like a couple of hours of each yeah. other. And our goalie got injured inside the quarters. And I dived in, got to the final. And then when we got back about a week later, my manager says, listen, do you want to stay in? And I just thought, yeah, I'll give it a go. I wasn't like dying to do it. And then, lo and behold, probably a year, year and a half later, I, you know, I went on my only trial to yeah. Tranmere. It's crazy, that. And, and, and signed for them. I, I, I did have options to go otherwhere, uh, somewhere else, but when I went on trial, I did so well, they rang the next day and, like, we want to sign them. So I was like, I do. Do I go to the other places and then that's gone? Yep. Or do I just crack on? But I love Tranmere. Like, it's the best move I've made and it's the reason I'm still in football now. Yeah is the, the, the five years I had a tramway to start with. Yeah, because you were very young when you signed, obviously moving over from Yeah, Ireland 15, as well. nearly 16, moved over with three other lads from the same team. Right, okay. So that helped. But they were gone maybe after a year, year and a half. Um, but it was tough. It was tough, like, you know, it was... So John Aldridge, the manager, tough manager, all the pros, kind of sink or swim environment, you know, Um the old, yeah, the old, old stuff, stuff, you know, yeah. mid to late 90s. Jeez, that sounds bleeding a long time ago, <laughs> doesn't it? Um, and yeah, I just I just took to it, yeah. you know, I just took to it and um, lucky enough it worked out for me, yeah. See, like the moving away from home aspects, grounding as well, mm. it? it makes you knuckle down almost. Yeah. Instead of having the, the comfort of finishing training and going home. And going home. home, yeah. Yeah, we were we were in we were in digs, so the three of us were in digs together, which was helped, but like you're talking forced. So we moved over and decided June, you know, July. You didn't budge, you know, for the first three, four months, and then all of a sudden one way, oh, do you fancy a couple of drinks or whatever? And then <laughs> bang. But then you're like sixteen year old in the middle of Liverpool on a night out, and yeah. you're like, Oh my god, this is so it kind of relaxed you a little yeah. bit, but there was a drinking culture back then, you but, know, so that all kind of helped to set you see, in. In a weird way, doing it that early kind mm. of matures you quicker. Hundred percent, yeah. Because by the time you do get to eighteen, nineteen, mm. and your own mates or your other teammates are going out drinking and yeah, doing yeah, yeah. stuff they shouldn't be doing, you've done you've it. You've done it. Yeah, and no, I I like don't get me wrong I, I I like a drink and I have liked a drink in yep. the past um, but really cut that down over the last 15 years or so but you know then it was the, the culture was there you know it was the way it was and it did probably help you when I got into then my early to mid 20s I kind of had enough of it yeah, you know yeah. what I mean I'd had enough of it and then you kind of concentrate you know you're getting a bit older and then you start really concentrating more on trying to get that longevity, if you know what I mean. Yeah, but then obviously that stood you in good stead to now. Obviously, mm. 
like you're saying, doing all that then and then you're still 42, still training yeah. every day, you know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. Still available for games. And yeah. so Looking back, you're probably thinking, oh, but at the time and now you're, as you said, you're creeping on. I've had to look after my body, don't get me wrong, but injury-wise, I've been actually quite lucky, especially over the last four or five years. Um, but I've I've been pretty... I, I, I do try and look after myself in what I eat and whatever, um, but... It wasn't always the case, like believe me. But um, <laughs> no, it's I, I enjoy it now, yeah. and I'm gonna do it for the rest of my life because yeah. I really do. The like enjoy trying, change, yeah, trying yeah, to keep yeah. keeping keeping in good enough nick as I can. Yeah, I'm gonna go back to uh, making your Premier League debut then and mm. saving a penalty against yeah. a not very well known striker called yeah. Michael Owen. It was it was a strange one. So I, I moved to West Brom. You know, at the time I thought, is it the right move? I don't know. So I moved from Tranmere. Um, they just been promoted to the Prem um, and went in and was nowhere near it. I was like tour choice, <laughs> four choice. And I thought, oh, what have I done? Because um, I'd done, I'd had a really good start from 18. I was right in the first team at Divi Old Division 1 yeah. Championship level and I was like in and there was a lot, I was getting a lot of plaudits and there was possible moves and then it kind of petered away. And then I had the chance to change age and had the chance to go to West Brom and uh, was nowhere near it. Yeah. But it's an opportunity you can't turn down. Yeah, I oh, know. Looking back, I've no regrets yeah. uh, at all. Like, and uh, went in, Gary Megson, the manager, tough, tough manager, really tough. Seeing that on the first day of preseason, I was like, oh my god. Um, he was he was okay, but he was tough. He was tough with most people. And um, about twelve, I think it was about twelve games in. It wasn't even involved in the squads or nothing. Big beast Brian Jensen was ill, and I travelled to um, to Anfield, and then. Holty, big Russell Holt got sent off. And then on I came, like I didn't even, I don't think I was even ready. You know, it was probably the best thing, you know, just on and guessed the right way, kept hold of it. Down to 10 men, we survived till half time and then we ended up losing 2 0. But for me, being a Liverpool fan, incredible that was brilliant. And I think the fact that I, I didn't I didn't have to think about it. And I, I felt I did okay in the game. Um, and then that changed things for me because then I was in the squad then. Yep. Had a bit of a disaster the next because he was, <laughs> he was suspended for a, a, a week, played Newcastle away and I picked up, said it was a back pass. I don't believe it was a back pass. It was like a ball whipped in low into that, you know, corridor. <laughs> and our fullbacks kind of reached, slid and sits foot and I've picked it up yeah. and he's given a free kick. So like... He's intercepted across and you yeah, picked it up. At the, at the back post yeah. and I've picked it up and he's given a free and... Uh, so it's an indirect free, so we're all on the line. And uh, it just touched the shear and he smashes it in. I'm <laughs> thinking, oh, no. We end up losing that two or three, whatever. But it, it, it helped me because I did okay in the in the, in the the Liverpool game. Yeah. So then I was in the squad. Yeah. But I was still nowhere near playing, but it was still good experience. Um, but lifestyle at the time probably wasn't great, <laughs> wasn't good. I, I don't know, maybe being away from, I had friends and whatever, regular friends on Merseyside and then being away down in, down in West Brom, I don't know, it might have affected me. Yeah. And yeah, so it was, it was, it was, a, it was a good start. I'd gone from going there and not playing to then after that, being involved after that 12 game period then, which was, which was great. Yeah. yeah. So I was going to say, obviously, I think you're very similar to myself is once you start playing games, you get real hunger for it and you want to play every week. And then when you get removed from that situation, yeah. you, it's hard at first, isn't it? You have to adapt. Mm. And then 
you ended up moving a few clubs after West Brom, obviously, yeah. to try and get games. You went to Walter on loan. And yeah. you, obviously, they had a good spell. Signed for Sunderland, but didn't get the minutes no. that you wanted. No. And like then went back to Walter yeah. on loan. So you, you bounce around a bit, but you're just chasing the games. Yeah, I think when I look back, I think I went so high so early. Like after, I think I went in a Tranmere. I just turned 18 and our form wasn't great. And Aldo made it and he put, and he put me in. And the team just went like that. Yeah. And I didn't really do anything. Yeah. So I had um, Dave Chandler, Stockport manager, and Clint Hill, Stockport assistant. They were with the two centre-halves. So whether they were thinking, we need to protect this guy because yeah. he's, he's a young kid or whatever. And our form started to change. But I was getting a lot of the plaudits. And I was like, oh, I'm not doing anything <laughs> here. I'm like, no, no fucking saves, no real nothing. And uh, got a lot of attention from clubs and whatever. And it didn't, it didn't come to fruition, yep. the, the moves or whatever. And then myself and John Akterberg were kind of in and out then the next season, then I kind of fell away. So I'd had that little peak and down at, say, 18, 19. Yep. And then two or three years at West Brom, and I'm like, oh, what's going on here? Yeah. So, yeah, I went to Walsall on loan under Paul Merson. <laughs> Incredible guy. Um, yeah, real character. Still playing at the time, player manager, incredible player. He played with the outside of his foot the yeah. whole time. I, I, so we controlled it and played with the outside. Wow. I was like, I can imagine what he was like when he was like at the top of his game. Uh, went there on loan to the end of the season. I still had a year left at West Brom and big Mick McCarthy rang goes, Joe, we're struggling. Mark Poom had got injured. He brought in Kelvin Davis and Ben Anik had just started to they just got promoted into the Prem. Yeah. He says, will you come up just as a bit of cover? And I thought, listen, you know, a bit of a change. They put me right on the quayside <laughs> in Newcastle on my own with a big relocation money. And I'm like... It's only one thing to do. Yeah. I'm like, right, I'm nowhere near the team. Listen, I'm not uh, I'm not proud of it, but it just, it was just the way it happened. And uh, that was a real, that was tough yeah. because we were struggling as a team in general. And then... Mick came in one time, right, I'm changing up, I'm going to put you in. And I think the next day he got sacked. I was like, oh no. So nothing really with materials. Went back to Walsall, under Merce, got some more games in. And then I was like, right, what do I do now? What do I do? I'm 25. I've had no real game time. Well, I had. I'd, I'd been on a couple of loans, but played maybe 30 games yeah, in yeah. four, four, five years. Yeah, I yeah. think I played six games overall at West Brom in three years. What am I doing? I, I, need, I need something. And lucky enough, a pal of mine was at Scunthorpe. I said, just put it, I was like, don't get me to put a word in for me to come on trial yeah, or anything. Yeah. And that probably move then changed my career. Yeah, you were good. Like, firmly, I remember you obviously for years at Scunthorpe, mm. firmly established yourself. But like, you went on to get promotions, to, to win Golden Gloves. You yeah. went on to Team of the Years, didn't you? Yeah. It was a really successful period in your career, I suppose, as you It was back. strange. I, I went, I kind of looked at Scunt, I was like, oh, God, look where it is. It's miles away. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a massive club. League One at the minute, at the time, and looked where they'd finished. They just missed relegation. They were, they were fine. Went in. We kept all the players. And myself came in and pre-season went, whatever. And I was really enjoying it. You know, back, I had number one on me back. Not that it really matters, but back then it was a big thing. Um, when you're I, trying to establish yourself as a number one, <laughs> to get the number one jersey yeah. just gives you that vote of confidence. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And I just went in and I, I met Brian Laws and he wanted to meet me face to face. And he's like, what are you going to bring? And blah, blah, blah. And I just had to kind of go, well, you know, I, I'm a good goalkeeper. I just haven't had 
you know, much time on the pitch. So went in pre, and I remember pre-season, and I just felt really good, you know, just nice to be part of that. And uh, we struggled right at the start, first four or five games, and thinking, oh, we have one one. And then we just we just turned. We had two strikers, Sharpie, Billy Sharp, and Andy, Andy Keogh, as I call it, Andy Keogh. Andy Keogh. Um, and we just had like an 11, yeah. really, that didn't change much. And we just romped the league. Yeah, you did. We romped yeah. the league, and it was... And again, I got a lot of plaudits yep. because we'd gone from the same team as before, but we'd gone like to 25 clean sheets. And again, I'm not a, I'm not a shot-stopping goalkeeper. I'm not. I'm like, I'm a shouter and a baller and an organiser. Yep. That was my game. Yep. And I feel that's gone out of the game a little bit now yeah. with goalkeepers. And I think you don't have to be... You know, it's it's in you. Yeah, it is, yeah. It's, you yeah. know, like, to be a good shot stopper or whatever, you have to work on that or to, you know, be good with your feet. You have to kind of, you can be blessed with it, but you can work on that. But you can use your voice. A hundred percent. And it doesn't matter if you're 17 and you're training with the older lads. Any information, good information. Yeah. I, I think they I think they, they want 100%. it. 100%. It also keeps you concentrated. Yeah. I found when I was younger, I struggled yep. to concentrate and I just thought, right, I need to be more vocal. I'd be looking in the crowd and whatever. And uh, yeah, I, I just felt okay. That might have been the little bit of difference that they needed. Again, wasn't pulling saves out my arse, wasn't doing just organised. Yeah, and we seemed to. I think we won about eight, nine games, one nil. You know, so that's massive, isn't it's it? Rough. And yeah, it was a, it was a great scun top. I, I know I was there for five years, but it was really, really good. Great time. So we got promoted, then relegated, then promoted, and then we stayed in the yep. division, which was probably the best. You know, and then my contract was up. Um, and I was kind of close with Westy, Kieran Westwood. And he's like, oh, he's getting a move. And then I was like, oh, he's, he's moving from Cov. I wonder if there's anything at Cov for me then. And then Andy Tom was the manager, and I used to be his boot boy back in the day at Tranmere. No I heard kind of rumblings that they might be interested. So um, that was that was the next the next step for me, going to Cov. Like. Yeah, because obviously the Scumfort one, the club won't ever run great anyway. Mm. And obviously when it comes to negotiations and stuff like that, if someone else is interested in you, mm. because of how it was run, yeah, y- your eyes are gonna like you're yeah. getting turned in your head, aren't you? Yeah, it was. Do you know what? Looking back financially at the time, Scunny were paying some decent yeah. dough, like, and I I had gone in on a basic, and then you know as we got promoted, it was still wasn't too bad, but then when we got promoted back, and then I stayed in the champ, it was, it was good money, yeah, and, yeah. The, and then my contract was up, so we probably couldn't afford to keep me. Yep. Um, we did get relegated again that year. Um, from the champ and uh, that's when I moved on I moved on at 29, 30 I think I just turned 30 and I went to, to Kof. Kof. and you ended up playing a good, yeah, good missed, amount of I missed, games I missed one league game in three years that's so I amazing, signed a three yeah. year deal played near enough every game that was that was difficult going into Kov because when I arrived a lot of players went Yeah, and only myself and, and Chris Dunn another goalie came in yeah. so I thought oh, there's something not right here which you've seen with Kov over the last 10, 15 years with the owners and the moving grounds. I kind of seen that. And we got relegated that first year. And we stayed in the Rico the following year, but it was the, it was the next year when we went into, um, we had our embargo and uh, whatever, and then we had to move to Sixfields. Sixfields, yeah, which Northampton. Was, which was strange, yeah, because we had no home fans. Yeah. But away, we had thousands. It's crazy, isn't so it? So they kind of boycotted it. And it was difficult. That was difficult, like, yeah. you know. We're still getting paid, which is which is a good thing. But um, to play a home, not your proper home, in front of no fans, 
So, you know, they were up on the hill, you know, yep. the, the, yeah, the yeah. grass hill. Some of them would be there. Just boycotting it. Yeah, basically. just boycott. But then you'd go away. I remember MK Dons, I think we had 6,000. You know, it was it was great because it's such a great club. And yep. it's great to see them back where they are. It, but it's, yeah, it was a brilliant club. Yep. Really, really good club. Yeah, I enjoyed my time there. Yeah. And obviously, uh, we only have to briefly talk about like Huddersfield and Chesterfield and stuff like that. But like I said to you about before about like you wanting to go and play games and still carry on doing that. Yeah. I feel like every move that you did make was with the intention of I'm going to go and embed yeah. myself in games again. Yeah. I think so. I think going into Huddersfield was, yeah, I I was out of contract at Cov. Mark Robbins had gone to Huddersfield. He had me at, at um, Cov, Cov yeah. and Huddersfield. And he goes, Joe. So I was like a little bit, I was in between and I thought, I'll go. Alex Smithy's number one, different class. Yeah. Like really, I, yeah, class, different unreal. class. He was similar to me because he started young and then you go in and you see people train. For me, it's all about a Tuesday and Saturday for me as a goalkeeper. Yeah. That's what you're judged on. Is it good to have good hands? Is it good to have moving well and train well? It is. I do agree with that to keep your sharpness. But for me, it's how you look on a Tuesday and a Saturday. Yep. And I walked in, I thought, oh my God, who's this guy? He was brilliant. Was he? But he was also brilliant in the game. Yeah. And I got, had a really good relationship with him. So I kind of knew my role then. Managers came and got Mark Robbins, went after about two games. So I was like, oh God. Managers came and went. There was an interim. Um, who else came in? Chris Powell, he was a brilliant guy because he used to room with Dean Coyley. Oh, right. At yeah. Charlton. So he was really good with the with the keepers. He was a good guy. Um, and then Smitty's got his move to QPR. So I thought, but there was no manager at the time. So Mark Lillis was yeah. um, caretaker for a couple of games. I played. And then David Wagner came in and he loved playing out from the back. And I loved playing out from the back. I love that sort of football. I think I'm pretty comfortable at it. Um, and he put me in the team force game. I thought, perfect, this is really good. He came in just at, a, at an international break, so we had a week away. And um, played Chef Wednesday away, and I ruptured my Mark Hudson. gave me a bit of a short back pass, and <laughs> I came out and bang, ruptured all my Achilles, ankle, sorry. And then that was kind of it. Yeah, you know, they brought someone else in and played. It's fine, that's, that's neither here nor there. I think they offered me a new year. They offered me a new year, I think two days after, I needed shoulder reconstruction. So that didn't go down really well. They thought I'd maybe Held try it. Yeah, to, I, I didn't. It was yeah. just it was just at me a little bit. But I just went to see a specialist just for a checkup, and like I was in there like thirty seconds. Like, nah, you need yeah, you need keyhole surgery, Bob. So I was out for. I thought that was probably my worst injury. He did say to me, "How long are you going to play for?" I was probably thirty-four at the time. We can do different things. We can fill it, and you just crack on for six months, yeah. or you can get the whole thing done. I was like, no, I feel good enough. Let's just uh, let's just do the op, and it's the best thing I've had done. Yeah, you know, it was the best thing I've done. Um, went to Chesterfield for one game. Playoff semis had a disaster. disaster. <laughs> I remember the game? Yeah, had a disaster. I was, I probably wasn't in the best state to play when I got the phone calls at Chester races because <laughs> the season was over. Yeah, it, I was fine. Like, I, but I had to go training the next day. Chesterfield back yeah. had a bit of a disaster. Gave gave a pen away and then Beckford done me from about the halfway line, which I'm fine with that one. That one's fine because you're just, you're in the right position. Yep. You just looked up and pinged it. But anyway, that didn't go down very well. Um, and then um, see, like uh, from a different point of view, going in out of the blue, not yeah. knowing many of the team at all, would you? 
you'd have known a couple of the teammates, but then like to get thrown in such a, a, a big game for a club, it's, it's difficult. Yeah, it I felt fine. I felt fine. Um, we were one 0 down from the first leg, and I remember Klukas. Is it Klukas? The lad that went to Stoke. He Sam Klukas. Yeah, he, he had a great chance early on to make it one each. Yeah. And uh, Preston had a good a good side at the time, and um, they scored just before half time, two 0 up, and you're kind of chasing then. And then I think I gave a pen away, made a bad decision, came kind of high and wired. Never got there. Actually went with my feet and pulled. Pulled out, out your arms, yeah. yeah. And Johnson, with the lad with the dreadlocks, went over and thought, oh, scored. Beckford scored, I think. And then late on, I think he looked up and done me for the halfway line. So that I don't think the Chesterfield lads probably ever forget. <laughs> um, I don't think we could have won the game, but still, for yeah. me as well, I'd be in a hood. I'm thinking, right, this is a chance to get in the shop window again. Yes. That was the last game of the season. Then the following season, um, that's when I got my shoulder done. And it was probably January time, no, December time. Barry rang me. Can you come in? And I just broke my finger. I've never had any problems with my fingers ever. I don't tape anything. Not now. Never. I, I just, I look at keepers and they're like 50, <laughs> 50 minutes doing this. And I'm like, what are you doing? Do you do it? I do, yeah. I, I don't get it. I yeah. don't know what, what the story is with it, like doing this. And I take my feet, like a couple of my fingers up. Maybe because you've damaged them. Yeah, that's yeah it. I've never really damaged them. And uh, I, I, someone hit a bit of a swear when I hit me right in the finger. And I dislocated one and broke the other. And I got a phone call the next week, Joe, will you come to Bertie? And I thought, perfect. League one, get back in the game. And uh, I said, can you give me till the end of January? Like, yeah. they were struggling. Yeah. He's like, Yo, I don't know if we can. That's like six weeks away. Yeah. Fair play to me, held on. I went in last day of January and Todd bounced into the team and he's like, No, you're on the bench. I was like, yeah. You know what I mean? And <laughs> held uh, off for six weeks, trying to get myself fit, just yeah. forcing. Yeah, it was fit. fine. He just said, Listen, didn't think you're ready. I was still on it was on loan from what I was like, Yeah, fine. Yeah. We went to shoes, we lost. Then he put me in and I got two clean sheets on the bounce. And he hadn't had a clean sheet from f- for 20, 20 something games. Again, didn't really do it. Like, I don't... It's just timing. It's not my yeah, game, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like... But it was organising. We played three at the back, organised. And we survived. We stayed up because we were we were sinking a bit. And the chairman really liked me, really got on me and offered me a deal. Yeah. Offered me a deal. And it was it was brilliant. So went in. The whole palaver with Bertie was quite, you know, with chairmans and whatever. Um, this chairman leaving that one. It was, it was just crazy. But... Um, we thought we were getting promoted. We signed Beckford. We signed really big You had signs. an unbelievable squad great, at the time. Squad, unbelievable yeah. squad. Brilliant squad. We went to Marbella. We're all in La Cala at this thing and the dancing thing. We're getting promoted and we actually got relegated. Yeah. And I got in, I got injured that season as well. So that was tough. That was tough. And obviously what happened at Birdie was to do what we did to get promoted from League Two was incredible considering like we weren't getting paid, you know, um, and low we fair played them. Just, we had good pros though. Yep. Nicky Adams. Yeah, Nicky, um, Stephen Dawson, Jay O'Shea, um, Nicky Maynard, Danzy, Neil Dance. So we were all the core group, older statesmen, but were kind of worked hard. You know, I mean, yep. we were battle drove standards yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it was it, it was tough. Like, don't get me wrong, but um, to get promoted was kind of it was bittersweet for me. It happened at Tranmere, and the uh, we, we 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 only needed a draw. And then we drew, and it was, yeah, the dressing room was a mess, still a mess <laughs> now today. And and then I just hit the biggest lull, and the lads went out for about five days on the sauce, and I'd be the first one there. Yeah. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't, I don't know, I couldn't comprehend it. I was kind of a bit angry then, you know. Um, and then 
you know, the season just the, the off season just went on and, and we all had to go our separate ways then yeah. and, and go to a different club. You know? Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Obviously, the, the stories that come out from like Callum Fadgen and Owen O'Connell, there's loads yeah. of players that obviously got burnt in it. Doors. It was, it was different. Yeah, yeah. Doors was like lads still had a year left yes. on good, good money. Yeah. You know, so it was difficult for them. And then we were trying to chase the money and lads went here, there, and everywhere. It was disappointing, you know, because. We probably could have given a little go, yep. you know, and, and Shuey was there, Stephen Schumacher and Lowy, and, you know, they were, they were doing brilliant. We were doing brilliant at the time. And to keep that core would have been excellent. But unfortunately, you know, it's happened in football and hopefully it doesn't happen again to another club. But uh, it was... it was. It's more than likely to at some point. It is. And, and, I, and I, it, watch, I watch Bertie now and they're backing and whatever and they're getting like three, two and a half, three thousand. It's, it's really good to see. see yeah. It's great to see. Like, it's brilliant. Another one in form, Scumthorpe trying to turn it back around. Yeah. And like the, obviously, I've had clubs Scumthorpe myself, but Blackpool, you know, like sometimes it's the through adversity, the team does better. Yeah. Uh, and the team sticks together more. Yeah. But then after that first year of that, mm. it's only so long it can yeah, you maintain. Can only, you, can only, you can only ride on that, yeah, can't yeah. you? That kind of togetherness or whatever. And then it comes uh, probably a bit like what happened actually when we got promoted for me. I was just buzzing. My kids were there, kids on the pitch. Because it was local for me, Tranmere. And I was like, I knew I was getting old. I was 38, whatever. And I just thought, this is brilliant. Got in the change room. The kids were in there. Drink everywhere. And then, boom, I just I, I just didn't feel it. You yeah. know what I mean? And I thought, you know, I've just been promoted. I think I got in team of the year. That how I got in team of the year, I will <laughs> never know. We were winning like 5-4, 4-3. see goals left, right and centre. You know what I mean? But... We just had a bit of fun. Yeah, we yeah, had yeah. like it's probably that though that you just you was able to express yourself. Yeah, like it was, saying like playing out from we the back. We were playing. And... We were just total like if you score three, we'll score four. Yeah, we yeah. had the players to do that, and uh, now it was great. Looking back, it was it was a really good experience. Um, but um, yeah, that was that was good times. It was really good times at Berry, even though the way it ended. Yeah, and then obviously back to back to Tramere then. Yeah, I had a year of well, the, the COVID year of Trues. Yeah, Shrewsbury. Because we were yeah. all looking for clubs. It was a struggle like, that year doing? for everyone. So Lowy says to me, do you want to come down to Plymouth? And my wife was due probably in the September. And I was like, I can't be down there. I can't go down to Plymouth. Um, I would love to have gone. Um, but then Big Beast went to, he had he needed a new club as well, went to Shrewsbury. And she says, Joe, do you want to come down? I thought, looked at kind of geographically. I thought, it's not too bad from where I am. About an hour and 20. And uh, went there. Number one short to me back. They brought in Max O'Leary, who yeah. was outstanding, by yeah. the way. And you can see he's in the Bristol Sea. I thought he was just these modern day young goalies. I think they're all the same. They're yeah. all, they all have everything. They, they do. Have a yeah, bit yeah. about them, don't yeah. they? And a uh, laid back kid, really good. Um, I got injured in pre season out in Portugal. <laughs> Doing like just jogging backwards. And I just felt like, like a proper old man. <laughs> I just fell backwards and uh, felt my ankle go. <laughs> I was like, what has that got it scanned over there? Or x-rayed maybe, oh, there's a break. I was like, no. Boo, I said, no, get me home. I'm not hanging around here. It was a little bit in the middle of nowhere. I didn't want to stay. Yeah. Um, ended up not being as bad as it was. I think we had it scanned, but I was still out. Um, Max started the season. And I, I thought he was different class. Um, he was brilliant. And then COVID hit. Um, we all finished, didn't we? And yeah. then I was three, four months. Everyone was just doing whatever. And I just contacted Tramway. I said, listen, I'm local. Went in there and uh, still there now. Still there still now. There, You've obviously there. got a, a real love for the club and that, like you're saying, that you started your career there and yeah. it looks like you'll probably finish it there. Yeah, I, I think, the four, like I said, the five years I had was brilliant. The grounding was, you know, you're just, you're young, 
it was the old school, just coming out of the old school into the kind of the new, new yeah. style of football, the new breed of football and the new, you know, background and the, the way it is, strength and conditioning and all that. Um, but Tranmere's a real, it, it, there's a real togetherness about the club. Um, it's, a, it's a good little community club, Yeah, it's it? a yeah. great club. It's passionate. We want to be back to where we were in like, you know, mid-90s, you know, 2000s. Um, stadium's good. Training ground's excellent for our the level. pitch is incredible. Yeah, it's a great pitch. We spent a lot of money on that, I yeah. think, with the cup run a few years ago. Um, and, you know, Parky's there, myself, Parky, Alan Morgan. They, these are like coaches that have played when I played and they're all still in the club. Yep. Um, it shows that, you know, it's a great place to work. Um, obviously, walking back with Nigel again now is, is great for me. He's an ex-player as well. Um, so, no, it's, it's it's a great place to work. It really is. Um, I'm really, really enjoying it, yeah. Right, good. Right, uh, I've got a quiz for you now called Goalie or No Goalie. I don't know if you've heard it before, but oh. it's a bit of a play on words. Uh, so oh, I've, so it's make, make, make up ones, yeah? No, so I've got five goalkeepers that are actually... I've, what I've done, I've changed it for you. I've got five current Premier League goalkeepers that might be second or third choice. They're, gotcha. They're, and I've got five other names. So it could be celebrities or made-up names. Goalie, goalie or not a goalie. Goalie or no goalie. <laughs> right, so it's one point for each correct answer. Right, you ready? Yeah, go on, yeah. Number one, Paul Hewson. These could be like second, third, fourth choice goalkeepers, just to let you know. No. Not a goalie? He's not a goalie. Do you know who Paul Hewson is? Bono. You're joking me. <laughs> Bono's oh, real name. that, shouldn't I? True Irishman would have known that. Yeah, but it's not... Hewson, how are you spelling that? H-E-W-S-O-N. Yeah, but that's not Irish, is he? He's from, like, proper Dublin as well. <laughs> Big Bono, mate. Sorry about that, Bono. Right, number two, Cole Anderson Jr. Names are to throw you, aren't they? Yeah, no, I'm just thinking of the junior. So he's obviously got a dad that may be... Would he have played, Carl? Yeah, I'm going to say keeper. He's not a goalkeeper. It's a fashion designer, Michael Kors. See, the names are throw you, wouldn't they? Sounds like it could be a good goalie, though. Carl Anderson Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds like his dad could yeah. have played and he's just taking his name, maybe. Right. Number three, Alte Bayindar. That's just a guess, isn't it? <laughs> I'm going to have to say he's a keeper because the first two win. He is a keeper. He is the number two goalkeeper for Man United. Oh, my God. You probably should know that, shouldn't you? What's his name again? Alte, uh, Alte Bayindar. Where's he from? Where's he, he from? He signed from a t- club in Turkey, I think. Yeah, he's on the bench for Man United week in, week out. It's hard, this, though. Like, it's the names that throw you. Yeah, it is, yeah. My you've pronunciation probably, doesn't help. You've probably seen it written down when you might 100%. Think, yeah. Right, number four, Jose Bandera. No, that's not a goalie. <laughs> he is not a goalie. It's, uh, he is changed he? his name. He's actually uh, Antonio Bandera. You know what I was just about to say? I bet he's like in some Mexican movie. Yeah. Can... So his real name is Jose Antonio Bandera and he literally just dropped the star and added an S. I like it. It's class. Right, number five, Thomas Strakovsky. Thomas Strakovsky. No. He is a goalie. He is the Brentford goalkeeper. He's on the bench at the moment. Oh, you okay. <laughs> right, number six, Bart Verbruggen. Keeper. He is a keeper, yeah. He's Dutch or something, isn't he? He's the Brighton keeper. Him and Steely play like one week in, oh one week God. off. That's what I mean. Like, but I the, the names throw you yeah. off when you're in a quiz. It's also the pressure. Yeah. I probably should have known by the second name. though. Verbruggen, yeah. I think Dutch, isn't he? Right, number seven, Zhao Virginia. Yeah, he's the lad at Everton, isn't he? He's the lad at Everton, yeah, he is. 
Flying now. Three more to go. Everton goalkeeper. Right, mm. number eight. Aaron Sturtevant. I'm trying to look at his laptop before he turns <laughs> Um Aaron what? Sturtevant. Sturtevant. I never had. I'm not turning. How many you. questions have I done? You've done seven questions. Go on, we're goalkeeper. He's not a goalkeeper. Watch Breaking Bad? Aaron Paul. Yeah, no, I know. I, I recognise his face. Yeah. yeah. Actor Aaron Paul. See the names? That could be a goalie's name, isn't it? Sturtevant. Yeah, it yeah. Good, good name. Number nine, Mariak Rodak. Yeah, you know that one, yeah. yeah, yeah. Obvious one. Yeah. Six so far. Like last one, Peter Hernandez. Peter Hernandez. I'm saying no. He's not a goalkeeper. That's Bruno Mars. Oh my god. Hernandez, what a goalie name. No, though. that's why I thought Hernandez. <laughs> don't think I don't think that'll be yeah. Maybe not. Yeah. Did all right Seven there. out of ten, mate. That's You've done really bad. well there. That's good going, that. Ten guesses. I've done all right. No, there was two probably I knew. The rest of them hadn't got a clue. Yeah. Mate, so, they're not meant to be easy. No, no. Once if you, you see put them it in a quiz down. as well. Yeah. See, if you saw them on the back of a shirt, all yeah. of them, you'd go, that's not a goal. Yeah. That's a goalie. Yeah, like 100%. Exactly. exactly. Right. Uh, I want to talk to you about gloves now. Uh, we've talked a little bit about this off air. You're not currently with a glove brand. I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Um, uh, I'm not at the moment, no, but. Anyone's out there wants to throw, <laughs> throw a 42-year-old keeper a few pairs of gloves. I might raid your shelf, Yeah, let's just raid, raid, raid the closet. It's doing all right. Uh, obviously, over the years, you've uh, worn di plenty of different brands mm. and stuff like that. Is, is there anything that you always look for in a pair of gloves? I know you. No. at the back end of your career, it's who will give you gloves. Yeah. But during your career, are you, are you quite happy to just... Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm really not too fussed, to be honest. Sometimes you get sent a pair and you're like, oh, yeah, you like the roll fingers, you like this. And then you train with a pair of negative, and you're like, oh, I like them. Yeah. And, and then you'll you'll change. But I've honest to God, it, I, do, I look after my gloves. Yep. That's one thing I do do. Wash them every day, keep them damp, just to keep them. I, I've never been one to kind of go, oh, I go through 60 pairs. <laughs> I just don't. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't enjoy the, you know, the fresh pair and then the, and rinse them. I'd rather just try and keep a pair as good as I can and keep them for as long as possible. But you, you would have had a match pair and a training pair. You wouldn't, yeah. You wouldn't have like obviously trained in a pair and then kept... No, 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 no. But uh, So I'll have the match pair. I'll keep them probably as damp as I can yep. and then, you know, dry them out on the day. So as soon as I finish a game, I'll shower them and wash them and I'll, I'll rinse them a little bit, but they'll still be quite damp yeah. just to save them. And then it depends if it's cold. My hands get cold. If I know it's <laughs> going to be cold, I'll try and dry them out a little yep. bit. But in regards over the years, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not really too too fussed. As long as you look after fussed. your tools, they'll yeah. look after you, wouldn't they? No, there's never two. You get people, oh, yeah, that doesn't fit. I'm like, just come on. That's why I don't take my hands up or not. <laughs> Does it really help? I really don't know. Is it more for show? Or, or is it just a psychological thing? But maybe. Maybe. It might be. And then when younger ones see older ones do it, I've never really got, and I've only got small hands as well. Like it, I don't. What size are you? Why are you offering? <laughs> <laughs> um, I used to always be ten. Yeah. But now I've found gloves are a little bit tighter now, empty yeah. a little bit more. Um, They're not small hands. I've no, but I, I'm not probably a ten. I'd say I'm probably a nine. Yeah. Nine and a half usually, but nah, I just uh, I've I've floated around loads. I'll tell you what I did. What I wore cell sport. Do you remember yeah, cell the old cell sports. Yeah. Yeah, I wore them for probably the longest. From, I think I started wearing them at West Brom for about two years. 
and then all of my scunny career, I'm sure every picture I see anyway, yeah. I'm in I'm in Salesport. Yeah. Do you have like a is that like a nostalgia thing when you look back and you go, oh, I used to actually love that. I, pair lo- of gloves. I did love yeah, them. Yeah. I loved them because it was just the one I think they were they weren't complete role. They were like in between. Yeah. Um but I think that was before all the different ones came out. Anyway. Yeah, I, I I only ever remember there being a flat palm yeah, or a roll finger. A roll, I think that was it, yeah. And that, then they brought in that negative Negative, cut. yeah. And then you can have different ones. The hybrids. And... Like all over the place. But yeah, I really enjoyed them because they fit well. They came right up here. like Yeah, good strap on them, I Yeah, remember. really good. And they were comfortable. And they were tight, uh, quite tight, but not too tight, if you know what I mean. But yeah, I like some of the gloves now, I'm like, oh, God, how did people wear them? Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm not really that fussed. I never really was, to be honest. That, I always say this to people. As long as you're happy, yeah. and you, it's, it's kind of a looked apart, play the part. Yeah. If you're happy in them and you think that you feel good in them, yeah. they're the best gloves. I, I, I did like a white pair of them. Yeah, white pairs are so... White, white, white boots, white, white gloves. White boots, white gloves. That was me. Only because I was like getting old and I thought, I need to feel young a little bit. Yeah. So I love white gloves. And I remember Salesport said, oh, we will give you a... Plain white that we not nothing, and I thought lovely, and I had them for about a year, year and a half. Yeah, and then when Under Armors came in, our skins, I roll used to roll my sleeve up. I did as well until but that I, came out. I'd put my thing over it because sometimes I'd have my name, and I didn't like my name on my gloves and all that. I didn't, so I put. I used to just do that, but now I do it all the time. I've done that now for about 10, 15 years. But now the short sleeves things going. Oh, I can't. I says, I'm Irish. I'm like white as end. I can't <laughs> wear short sleeve. Never been in the gym. I can't. So I wear an Under Armour and I'll put it over it, but it doesn't look the same because I always like the white one, yeah. white Under Armour, and I just pull the sleeve up to about a little there. Bit, yeah. So it looked like I was white. It was white <laughs> all the way, the gloves and the Under Armour with me white boots. And I thought, oh, yeah, that'll look nice. But now the cut-offs have, have killed me off. Talk, see what uh, you're saying about white boots as well. Talk to me about white boots because I have exactly the same opinion on this. Yeah, I, I just feel, I think they look nice on the eye. It makes me feel... Young. I don't know You've what it is. You've got half a yard of pace <laughs> and you can jump higher in white yeah. boots. See, well, when I put on a black pair of boots, I naturally think of school shoes or wellies. Yeah, or like when you were under, yeah, under 10s or whatever. But yeah, I love white boots, yeah. all white boots, um, whatever I could get. But then some of them aren't great. Like, for instance, I bought the Mizuno ones. I didn't buy them. My agent got me them and they were beautiful. But they were like leather and I love leather boots. They can't be like the plastic ones. But they were so soft, they just went after just like went. a month or two. And I got the new, um, the Tiempos, the, the white Tiempos. I love Tiempos. I think two, three years ago, they just had plain white yep. Tiempos. They were my go-to. I wish yep. I had just bought, you know, 10 50 pairs. pairs. Yeah, yeah, you need Just that. to keep me going. And I'm the same with boots as I'm with gloves. I don't switch. And just a pair of matches and a pair of mole trainers. And I'd probably have, you know, two of each maybe. No, I'd have one set of, one, one um, match boot and maybe two training boots and that'd be me like I, I wouldn't I was never into oh, send me loads of stuff. yeah see I just I can't wear wet boots or wet gloves mm. I, d- I just don't I feel like they're a bit baggier and I feel I get like you. they don't fit as I tight so yeah. as soon as like I wash a pair of gloves I like to dry mine dry out naturally out. yeah 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 but then like wear them dry and then yeah. in a game they'll pick up the moisture and, and they will like recondition themselves yeah I, I think I, I leave mine so I, I, I kind of Ring them out. Ring them out and I put them straight in my glove bag. Yeah. I don't hang them or anything like that. So when I take them out, they can still, I can still ring them and they're still wet. Yeah, yeah. But then over the last few years, I've thought, oh, it's getting too cold. <laughs> 
But if there's a rad, I'll throw them on the rad for 20 minutes in the change room or yeah. whatever. If there's not, I'll just wrap them in a towel and stand on stand them. Stand on them. That's the best trick. Yeah, really get rid of the heavy dampness. But I like my gloves to be a, a little bit moist rather than going out on them dry yeah. and then making them wet because I I, I don't know. But yeah. I've never, re it's never really been yeah. a big bugbear of me or anything like that. Right, uh, let's get on to the coaching then. Uh, you've started your own academy now in, yeah. uh, in and around Liverpool. Yeah. How's that going? Yeah, that was that was by that was through COVID. A couple of people got on. Oh, kids are off school. Would you mind taking a couple of sessions down the park? And I did it, and I took off. I was like, oh no, I, I don't know if I'm ready to take that kind of step as of yet to really commit. And just thought, listen, I'll, I'll set it up. You know, Joe Murphy goalkeeper. Dead, dead some. To be honest, I've been doing it for two two and a half years. I haven't fully committed to it. No. I do like. Monday sessions, uh, you know, five to six, I'll do a big open session for 25, 30 kids. I've done plenty of one-to-one -one stuff. I do camps, but I want to, I do want to develop it. Yep. And over the last few weeks, I've kind of recruited some coaches. Um, I'm rubbish on social media. I was just about to talk about this. I'm rubbish. Like, I am, <laughs> I am clueless. And like, my wife's always like, Joe, you need to do this. You need to post that. I haven't got a clue. Yeah. And uh, people are helping me out, people who are better at it. Um, I, I'm clueless like phones aren't they don't they don't really interest me <laughs> I've got like an iPhone 6 or something like that it's, it, it doesn't really appeal to me but I love the local coach and I love it it's it's great seeing working from younger ones that are just starting out yep. to like you know teenagers that yeah. are oh, you know got a good chance. you can really have a real good session with them you could go in and do the same session as I do with Luke with some yep. of them you know um, and I just like to make it fun like you know That's it's a bit of fun be. especially for the young ones Bit of fun, bit of footwork, loads of dives, whatever. And then you can assess then. I'm like, oh, like, that kid can be pushed a little bit more. And then you can alter the session. But, yeah, it's something I want to do going forward, you know, and I'd love to make it big. Yep. Um, I was listening to Brownie. Brownie, uh, and he's like, he started off, and he, he, he's a, he's ahead of me. Like, you know, Him he's and Simon been, Eastwood have got a really for years. One, yeah, yeah, and like he said, he's got his badges. And, you know, I, I do believe... I, I'm not. I I believe as a goalie coach in the professional game, I don't think you have to have played the game. I'm not saying you have to play the game, but for the mental side, which which is ninety percent of goalkeeping, you have to have been in that situation. Hundred percent. And it, it, it's difficult. And I'm not saying oh you can't be a classroom goalkeeper or or a coach in general. I'm not saying that. But for goalkeeping, I think it's it does help. That you've been through that situation and your goalie's having a bit of a lull or he's he's like, I think you need to you need to know where he's at 100 mentally. You need that bit of empathy to mm. know the situation that he's going through because you've gone through it yourself. Yeah. yeah. I think it only takes a, a goalkeeper that's played yeah. to understand that. Yeah. I think so. I, I I'm not saying listen, you can't you you can, you have your A license or whatever and you, you can't be I'm not I'm not saying that, but I, I do think it helps. I do think it helps. And that's why, like you said at the start, when like you get managers and coaches, oh, you know, can you, can you do better? Because they've never played in that position. Yeah. It's a unique position, whereas they've played outfield, although one might be a striker, the manager, and another manager might have been the defender. It's difficult as well because they, they, they've never played in that position. Yeah. But a goalkeeper is completely different. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, in regards to coaching, I, I love it. I'm doing it tonight, going back up you know, in the next train back up to the world to do some, a group that has been part of another group, but they've come away and they're, they're going to do some stuff with me. So I've got some really exciting coaches come on board. Um, I want to make it fun and bubbly and, and 
when I say elite, not elite, but I wanted to grow. Um, brought a young girl on goal, young young girl coach on board last week, which is great, you know. Yeah. Um, I love the, the girls that come to the sessions are brilliant. She's a Wrexham goalie as well, isn't she? Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's um, she's done a bit of coaching in the past, and she wants to continue. So I said, come on board, because yeah. I want to try and build it. Yeah. So um, and the world's a hotbed for football, like, yeah. you know. So um. Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying that. Is that just a, obviously the location of it is a lot of the younger kids, are, it's a great way of them not getting in trouble on the Wirral as well. Mm -hmm. It's like send them to football coaching camps and yeah. develop them because obviously there's a lot of talent that comes out yeah. of the Wirral as well. Yeah, I think what helps me as well, because I've been a tram here before, all the dads remember me, all the old fogies, and now the younger ones, like, like no, they're at the they games. Know you. Yeah, 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 they're at the games. So I think that helps. But yeah, it's something I've always wanted to do. Yep. I love being around kids. I love yep. messing and, and you know what I mean and, and developing them and all that. So um with the coaches on board as well. Now I want good, you know, good coaches, good bubbly, qualified coaches that enjoy doing it. And I've never I've done Monday night sessions. I do it in six week blocks and I've done it for two and a half years. I've never missed a session. Yeah. And that's incredible. Even if I've listen, I might have missed one or two when I'm on holiday or something, but and I've always said, I'm going to take a step back tonight and oversee two minutes I'm, I'm in there diving around because I can't do it. I yeah. want to be involved. But um, something I really want to, you know, get going and develop over the next year to 18 months if, if I can, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, obviously, we'll, we'll make sure that all your socials are tagged and that. Some, something <laughs> Do me that favour, It's really, something yeah. that you need to improve on, I definitely. Know, I know, I know, I'm, 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 I Like, I only literally got my own Joe Murphy personal, <laughs> like, a week ago. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I've, I, I just, I'm, I'm clueless, yeah. absolutely clueless. Uh, what badges have you done? I've done my, B, so I had to do my B outfield. Yes. I did that up in Scotland. Up in Largs, that was an experience. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think there's about 80 people. But I, I, I loved the badges. I listened to Brownie and he said he found the cut. It was a real eye-opener for me. Yeah. Because as as players, we've been in sessions. We've never done sessions. Yes. We've never created sessions. But I loved it. I did my B in Scotland. I did my uh, B goalkeeping with the FA and I did my A with Republic of Ireland. <laughs> yeah. So I've been all over the place. <laughs> Got a taste that was a bit of everything. That, that was through Zoom, my A licence uh, goalkeeping which was difficult. Um, it wasn't an in-house thing. We did a couple of days, maybe two Christmases ago when I went over and did it. But um, Would you have had to have logged a lot more coursework then, obviously, your, your own stuff yes, and, and proved which, that you'd done which, your own coaching? And... Yeah, which was difficult because I'm, like I said, I'm rubbish with all that. <laughs> and then the two days we had, it was by Dublin Airport, we came in, paired us up and it was like, we had to do, you know, a game or analyse a goal. He was actually the Irish uh, goalkeeper, yeah, female goalkeeper. And we had to analyse our game and, and I was like, I'll do the talking, you do the computer stuff because I'm rubbish. Um, but I, I, I really enjoyed it because yeah. you got different, you got, I think I was the only professional there that was on it, but you got other people that are grassroots and they're brilliant. I loved listening to them and, yeah. uh, and their ways and their way about and the way they talk about football. And they're probably looking at me going, wow, like he's on the course. But yet you've got more probably experience of coaching than I have. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, but they want to get to where you are. Yeah, where it's probably easier for us. Yeah, of course. But I loved it. I loved each each uh, each badge that I did. I just thought it was a big, really big eye opener. Like, uh, and then uh, you've got a Q and A evening uh, with Rachel Laws, the Liverpool goalkeeper. Yeah, more things like that. I think I want to get involved in. Um, just with the two of us being experienced, I've got to know Lawsy quite a bit because they did the Liverpool ladies used to train at our training yes. ground. So um, sp sp spoke to her all the time and just asked her a couple of weeks ago, would you be up for it? You know, there's plenty of goalkeepers, loads of girl goalies on the world, the way, you know, female football has gone now. So, 
yeah, just sit down, have a chat, get forward some questions and, you know, about how we started like you yep. have and how difficult it's been, how lucky we've been. I, I've been 100% lucky throughout my career. Um, but, um, yeah, just a general chit-chat for feedback for the kids, for coaches, for whoever wants to yep. turn up, really. Yeah, right. I've got two more questions then. Yeah. Uh, what's your release away from football? My my family. family yeah. yeah, my family. I've got young kids, a 12-year-old, 10-year-old and a, and a four-year-old girl. So, um, yeah, my release would be them. You know, it's, it's it's great. I think my game changed after I had kids. You're, it's the best the best feeling in the world was playing and winning. But when you play and win and you come home and your kids are there, I, I can't explain how great that was. Uh, I'm, I'm exactly the same as it, that. It, yeah. It's brilliant. It just makes you so relaxed. Like you come in, you're relaxed. They, they don't care, whatever. But when you win and you see them, it, it, that was the best thing ever. Yeah. Um, enjoy golf. Don't really get to play it much, but <laughs> do any of us anymore? Yeah, but no, I'm, I'm I, I just kind of just go with the flow. Yeah. Really, I'm not really nice. I'm kind of easy going. Not really. In, just always sending much. everyone voice notes anyway, aren't you? Yeah, I like a voice. You note. love a voice note. I like a voice you? note because it's it's just easier, isn't it? <laughs> it's not as hard as a phone call, and then you don't have to text. I was just like. Messages. See, obviously, I travel in with Owen O'Connor every day. <laughs> so then, like, when I was saying to him, oh, I've been messaging you, he goes, Betty sent you a voice note. And I opened up my phone and you'd sent me yeah, like, oh, two one minute ones. Really? I was like, oh, here we are. Oh, see, that would have been on. That would have been on. And you can only do one minute ones. I hate that. So on Viber <laughs> and Instagram, you can only send a minute. I'm like, sometimes I send like 10 of, of like four, four, 59 second there. Uh, Whatever, but yeah, Bonesy, like, own I'll, I'll voice message and he'll text me back and I'll keep voice and he'll text me and I'm just like, maybe we should just ring each other. <laughs> it's so much easier. And I only figured out that if you hold the button and flip it, it stays on. You don't have to keep your finger on it. I only found that out a week ago. That's what I mean. That's how bad You're I learning, am. you're learning. I am, yeah. Right, and then uh, for, uh, final question, I always finish on this, but what does the goalkeeper's union mean to you? It's deep, isn't it? Yeah. I, I think, like I, I said, I think I've probably already answered it. I think, we, the union know what it's like to be in every situation yep. in the goal. So we're, we're a breed of, like, we know, like, outfield players are different. They have different things to bounce off or whatever. But when you're in goal, whether you're actually playing or you're watching as a goalie or you're on the bench, you can you know what's going through the goalie's head. You know what I mean? It makes an error or whatever. Yeah. You, you know how difficult it's it is. It's an understanding. Yeah, it's an, it's a, I, th I think that's the perfect word. It's an understanding of, you know, we all train together. It's brilliant. That's great. But on a match day, I know how difficult it is. And that's why we get coaches, keeper haters, all this, all that. All this. They just don't know. And goalies do, you know yeah. what I mean? Because they've been in the, that situation. And that comes back to my point about being that top level goalie coach, what makes a good goalie coach? I, I don't actually know how to answer that. I really don't because there's loads of brilliant goalie coaches that have never played the game. But then, you know, there's people that have played the game and would be very sympathetic and very understanding. Yeah. Well, they make a good goalie yeah, coach yeah, because yeah. that's what it's all about, isn't yeah, it? Kind of the mental one. So I think that would be, yeah, that would be the, the best answer I could give. Yeah, class, right? Well, thank you very much for no coming problem. on, Joe, Pleasure, mate. It's been a class episode. Really Pleasure. enjoyed it. Pleasure, but yeah. thank you. I hope you have a safe train journey. I'm on the tube <laughs> so as well. Do so do I. Massive thank you to our sponsors uh, for being part of the show. This is the Yours Mine Away podcast with me, Mark Howard. Please make sure you subscribe across all uh, platforms uh, and also on YouTube. Thanks a lot, guys. What a save from Mark Howard.